Hi, Jesse Hagopian. Welcome again to Cable. Hey, it's good to be back with you. Thanks for having me. Jesse Hagopian teaches at Seattle's Garfield High School. It's well known for being the first of many to resist high-stakes testing and teaching to the test. They boycotted them, just ignored them. Just incidentally, Jesse Hagopian wrote the book, More Than a Score, The New Uprising Against High-Stakes Testing. In January of 2015, Jesse gave the final speech at Seattle's Martin Luther King Day rally. Not long after, he was pepper sprayed, no provocation, by a Seattle police officer. This videotaped by an onlooker, Jesse sued the city. He won and used the bulk of the money to start the Black Education Matters Student Activist Award. Jesse's an influential and prolific writer, many articles, several books. Recently, the book Teaching for Black Lives. It's not yet banned on the bookshelves of Florida schools, but it surely will be soon. Jesse's been closely following the actions of Florida's Governor Ronald DeSantis and the Florida legislature, who've gone on a crusade against the teaching of black history, not just banning books, but limiting what can be taught, claiming that critical race theory is itself racist, racist against whites, that whites are now the victims of racism, their children indoctrinated to hate their country and turn against their parents, making good kids feel uncomfortable and guilty and making school administrators responsible to root out this racist teaching, firing teachers who they and a few parents might find objectionable. So, Jesse, let's start with a summary of the law and DeSantis's justifications and the falsity of their arguments. And then we can discuss the impacts on other states, on the schools, on teaching, why these conservative reactionaries are doing it. We'll conclude with the fight back across the country seeking to protect the great bulk of scholarship on race. First, though, Jesse, again, summarize the law and DeSantis's justifications and how false they are. Yeah, the attack on public education, on black history, on trans and queer students in Florida is truly breathtaking. They have the Stop Woke Act that outlaws truth in the classroom. It would require teachers to lie to students about structural racism and American history by outlawing any discussions about how racism goes beyond personal attitudes and instead is built into the structures and systems of the country. And with the recent banning of books in Florida, it has really gotten to a whole nother level that resembles the McCarthy era. You have a situation in Florida where it is now a third-degree felony to have the wrong books on your classroom bookshelf. It's truly astounding that a teacher could face five years in prison and a $5,000 fine for having a book about Hank Aaron on their bookshelf. That was one of the books that was removed from the classroom. Uh, oh, about Hank Aaron. The Hammer is the name of the book. This is that one? Yeah. yeah, the book band was for third graders that told children about the racism of the South that he grew up with and the intense racism that brought him uh, 9,700 letters when he was closing in on breaking Babe Ruth's home run record. Many were hate threats, a good number, and vicious hate threats and threats against his family, hundreds. He wrote another book, I Had a Hammer, for students, for fellow athletes, 
And the toll that uh, racism took on blacks. In the book that he wrote this, and, and I had a hammer when his uh, 22 record-setting years ended, he told the whole story of constant insults and death threats and how racism has not ended. It just operates differently. That book was titled I Had a Hammer. The, the hammer was the nickname coined by opposing pictures. It also referenced the song, If I Had a Hammer, famous civil rights song. Henry Aaron died at 84, a beloved athlete, an unwaveringly honest and critical advocate for black lives. Yeah, it's such a waste of energy and time and money to be policing the curriculum of Florida students rather than empowering educators to teach to their passions. And, you know, I work with the Zen Education Project, and we've received many different notes from teachers in Florida who talk about being worried about teaching about slavery or being worried about assigning a book about black history and the chilling effect that it's having where you have teachers who want to help students understand how racism functions in our society, help them appreciate the contributions that black people have made to American history but they're afraid to say anything about black people because they could get sued or, or fired. And I talked to one teacher in particular, Amy Donaforio, who taught at a school named Robert E. Lee High School in Florida, you know, named after the Confederate general who led his armies to help kill thousands of people to maintain slavery. And she believed in a school named after somebody who wanted to perpetrate a genocide in order to maintain slavery, that she needed to let her black students know that they mattered. And she put up a flag in her classroom that said Black Lives Matter so that her students would know that this was a sanctuary, a safe place for them. And for that, she was fired. And this was an award-winning teacher who started a program to help black youth, labeling them at hope rather than at risk and helping them develop their speaking skills and leadership qualities. And she was invited to the White House with her class when Obama was in office. And her students provided training for politicians all over the area. And despite these incredible contributions, she was summarily dismissed. And this happened right at the same time the Stop Woke Law was coming online. And, and you can see that they want to intimidate teachers who are doing an incredible job empowering their black youth. Yeah. What are DeSantis's justifications for it? And why are these reactionaries doing it? There's, well, there's a bunch of reasons, I think, but I think we have to really understand uh, where they're coming from. Tell us what, what he's arguing. Sure. I mean, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida has put forward these anti-history laws claiming that if you talk about black history, if you talk about the incredible contributions of black people to this country and their struggles against systemic racism, that it's about shaming white kids. And that's the mantra they repeat over and over again, that any discussion of racism will cause white students to feel discomfort 
So they've passed these laws that some have called white comfort laws to erase these discussions in the classroom. And it is a complete fabrication because social justice teachers teaching about race and racism in the class aren't interested in shaming white students at all. In fact, they want to empower white students with the knowledge of important anti-racist traditions that exist among white people. You know, I teach my students about the long tradition of anti-racist white people. When we look at the American Revolution, we look at the ideas of Thomas Paine, who wrote the book Common Sense, you know, one of the best-selling books of all time. And he made a huge contribution to the American Revolution, but he also argued against the other so-called founding fathers, saying that you can't have slavery and democracy at the same time. You have to pick one or the other. And he wanted to choose democracy and ending slavery. And so, you know, we look at the system of slavery through the eyes of the abolitionists, including people like John Brown, a white abolitionist who gave his life to fight against slavery. There's a long tradition of anti-racist white people joining struggles for racial justice that I want my white students to know about so they can make a decision about what side they want to be on in the struggles today. And I teach them that they have a choice to make, right? They can go along with the status quo, or they can look at this incredible history and choose to join in the struggles for justice today. And I think that that's what they really fear. That's what Ron DeSantis really fears. He knows we're not shaming white kids. What he's really afraid of is that we're empowering white students to join struggles for racial justice. And in fact, I think that when you don't teach white students about systemic racism, that can actually lead to shame. Because when white students see racism all around them, they know that they're in segregated schools and segregated classrooms. They have friends and peers who are black and people of color, and they know that these students are getting harassed by police, getting followed in stores. And if there isn't a systemic explanation for where racism comes from, then white students often come to blame themselves for the entire structures in society rather than see how structural racism can influence institutions regardless of what the intentions of the people are in those institutions. And so we want to empower them with the knowledge of how structural racism works and how they can be part of the struggle to undo it. This is Bill Resnick for the Old Mole, talking to Jesse Hagopian. He teaches at Seattle's Garfield High School, well-known for its disciplined and militant walkouts, even before the George Floyd Black Lives Matter struggle. Jesse's one of the leaders of Garfield's black faculty. Jesse also contributes a lot to uh, the black teachers' organizations in Seattle and in the country. He's an influential, prolific writer, many articles, several books. He's one of the co-founders and editor for the magazine Rethinking Schools. He's recently authored and edited the book Teaching for Black Lives. It's not yet banned on the bookshelves of Florida schools. It surely will be soon. 
because Jesse's been closely following the actions of Florida's Governor Ronald DeSantis and the Florida legislature, who have gone on a crusade against the teaching of black history. So far, uh, Jesse Hagopian and I have discussed the law, its many fabrications, falsifications, deceit, and why the laws were pushed by DeSantis and, and enacted. So, uh, Jesse, DeSantis's version of black history echoes the conservative line that the racism of the past has been defeated in the United States. In fact, the glory of Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement, it succeeded. It shows the glory of America. In fact, it's now the black radicals and their supporters who have become racist blaming whites and making students, as you pointed out, feel guilty and demean their country. How do you deal with that sort of point of view, how great it is? We had a black president. Blacks have equal opportunity. In fact, they get privileged. And that's wrong, says the DeSantis said. That's racism, victimizing whites, according to them. So, Jesse, how do you deal with that set of ideas? Yeah, well, I think that... They try to use the image of Martin Luther King, claim that any discussion about racism today is contrary to King's idea that we should judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, right? And so they claim that anytime you discuss race, you are going against Martin Luther King which is one of the most absurd claims and falls apart upon just a cursory glance at, at the evidence. I mean, they want to quote that one part of Martin Luther King's speech about the content of their character, but they don't even want to look at the whole I Have a Dream speech. Because if they quoted from the entire speech, they would find another passage in the I Have a Dream speech where he condemns police brutality against black people, right? And imagine teacher in Florida condemning police brutality against black people, they would be charged with critical race theory. They would be fired summarily. And if they were lucky, they wouldn't get charged with a felony, right? This is the absurdity that we've gotten to where they cherry pick one line from Martin Luther King's speech. But if you teach the rest of the speech, you can be in trouble. And so their claims that we're in a post-racial society fall apart with just a very elementary look at the demographics of our society. I mean, there are just so many ways to look at how structural racism continues. You know, the average white family has 10 times the wealth of the average black family. A black woman is three times more likely to die in childbirth or from childbearing complications, right? Hate crimes against Asian Americans have skyrocketed over 160% since COVID-19. Racism is all around us, and talking about it is not about shaming white people. It's about taking down structures that are creating barriers to democracy and to justice in our country. And our students are ready for these conversations. You know, it was the 2020 uprising when millions of young people were leading a movement for black lives in the streets. And when they came back to school, they were demanding 
answers from their teachers. They were the ones that said, we want to know how is it that Brianna Taylor can be shot in her own home while she's asleep and there's no justice. They want to know how is it that a man can plead for his life with an officer's knee on his neck and be killed for the world to see. They wanted to know why is it that we go to segregated schools and why have we not learned black history? And they began asking their teachers these questions and teachers began responding by having to learn more themselves and allowing for these discussions. And that's really what scared people like Governor Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, and the rest of the history deniers because they know that if students are empowered with the understanding of how movements for social justice have been organized in the past, that they'll be more effective in organizing those very movements today. Yeah, you know, I'd like to cite many, many, many uh, methodologically uh, invulnerable studies. Um, Almost every institution in American life, renting an apartment, buying a house, getting the proper medical care, when they go through black and white patients, the only difference and people from the same, with the same amount of education and income and the rest, they find that, in fact, for heart attacks, white people get a lot more attention and far less mistakes in dealing with the problem or renting an apartment who, well, in fact, in getting a job, the only difference between the application, a response to an ad, a help-wanted ad, the only difference in the entire uh, process is that the black res- the resume, the one resume has a black name, an easily identifiable black name, and the other resume has just a standard white name, in fact, the one that's has an English, all the old English names there. Anyway, it's the, there's the returns from the uh, enterprises go, the fellow with the black name, exactly the same credentials as the one with the white name gets uh, written back to uh, schedule an appointment, an employment interview. It's incredible how, how uh, these completely methodologically invulnerable studies find racism in almost every institutional, certainly schools. And anyway, Jesse, um, you went into why they're doing it, why DeSantis is so opposed to and criminalizing teaching black history. And one reason that you gave was that in learning black history, White students, in fact, learn about the many white people and organizations that fought racism and fought for abolition and fought against Jim Crow and fought against then the uh, Jim Crow America and are continuing to fight. And he, DeSantis, is afraid politically of the growing incapacity of conservatives to pit black people against white people, for example, in the unions and other struggles where employers intentionally pitted blacks against whites to uh, stop their organizing. 
Bill Resnick talking to Jesse Hagopian, noted black educator at Garfield High School. He has many articles on school reform and developing critical, engaging curriculums, and several books, including Black Lives Matter at School, Teaching for Black Lives, and Teacher Unions and Social Justice. And he edited the book More Than a Score, The New Uprising Against High Stakes Testing. In part two next week, they continue discussing the real black history being taught and the resistance and fight back against the laws. So tune in next week for more of this interview with Jesse Hagopian.